As I said earlier, today we sign them in front of lawyers, we notarize them, and we record them. Back then, salt, blood, and water. But it's fascinating that in God's providence, it is water, water, what God chooses in a parched desert land where our, our entire Christian and Jewish and, and even Islamic heritage comes from. It's all in the desert lands, in parched lands, where water is very valuable, where water is scarce, where water is difficult to find, and yet God chooses water as one of the signs, symbols of grace, forgiveness, mercy, redemption, with a metaphor of cleansing spiritually. God chose this water. He chose the water to symbolize us. He chose his waters, actually, the, the, the waters perhaps that we have here. You, do you know, did you know this fact, that there has been no more water made since creation? Think about it. All the water that we have today is the same water that came up from the earth and came down from heaven in creation, as the narrative tells us. The same water. So who knows if one of these waters actually cleansed, was baptized by Jesus? Who knows if some of this water ran somewhere in the rivers of Jordan or somewhere in North Africa, somewhere in Europe, and maybe somebody was baptized by those waters. Water was chosen by God and was declared good as God moved the waters over the face of the depth in creation. Water was used to cover the earth, and the promise was given that it will no longer be used to destroy it with a sign of the rainbow in Noah. Water was used to free the people of Israel as the waters parted and they walked in dry land. God's power moved the waters. The waters that also opened the Jordan. The waters that were poured in each one of our ancestors for cleansing rituals. And John the Baptist, uh, not the Presbyterian, and John the Baptist would introduce Jesus to the waters of baptism as Jesus came forward and humbly accepted baptism. And, and John even said, the Baptist, not the Presbyterian, he even said that I am not, I'm not worthy to untie your shoes and to even baptize you. But Jesus said, this is the way it's supposed to be. So God has chosen simple elements. Maybe for us, simple. But for some people in other parts of the world, a big scarcity something very valuable, something that they may not have. However, water is what brings us together. In the covenant, God chose blood in the Old Testament. And blood was poured when the people were getting their sins forgiven. It was a lamb that was slain, cut, slashed, and the, poured, the blood poured out of the animal. And it wet the entire altar. And the altar would be in fire. And the meat was cooked. And the flesh was baked. And that was forgiveness. Jesus then becomes our lamb. 
And the sacrifice of blood through the covenant of grace becomes now the pouring of water, the symbol of water that cleanses us, that reminds us that God claims us through water, that God claims us as the family of the covenant. And because we're the family of the covenant, because God has brought us together, because God not only he has, God has not stitched us together, God actually stitched us together, wove us together, and poured us together. Listen to how the apostle Paul sees it in Corinthians chapter 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are, some of us are Jew, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. And look at the connection with water. But we have all been baptized into one body. I could probably translate this. We have all been poured together as the body of Christ by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. God has poured us together. God has brought us together with a mighty and yet simple of an act of water. Water that claims us. Water that heals us. Water that satisfies our thirst. Water. And we are one in Christ because we have all been baptized in the same spirit. 